Hello, I'm Dawson Kratzer. Welcome back to another edition of Devotionables. I hope that you've been enjoying the Christmas season, and we're coming to the end of it now. And the Christmas season, if you're anything like us, you know, that first week of November, the tree's up, you get almost two months worth of the Christmas season, you've got your Advent calendar, you're going through lighting the candles for Advent, and it comes to a hard stop after Christmas Day. The presents have been opened, the decorations have to be put up, you're not sure who's going to be in the office that week, and, and then you roll right into the new year, and it's just busy schedules getting filled right back up. And so maybe you're coming to the end of the Christmas season now and you're wondering, how do we kind of keep things going or what do I do next? Let me encourage you to look at the passages right after the birth narratives. And that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to look right now in this devotionable at Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 21. It says, And when eight days had passed before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Jesus is going and he is doing, his parents are following the law as to what they needed to do in order to present him as a male Jew. And in that process, a couple of magical things happen. Remember, this is the week after the birth of Jesus. It says in verse 25, And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Now, if you've been at Ninth and O any amount of time, uh, you've heard Dr. Cook preach on Simeon and Anna. In fact, he may be doing that in the coming weeks because we're in the book of Luke. It's always intimidating studying Luke when our pastor is about to preach through it. But it says that there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This wasn't a priest. This wasn't a prophet. He, he had no profession as far as the, the religious duties of Judaism. It was a man named Simeon, a normal guy. People like you and me, who just happened to be at the temple that day. It says this man was righteous and devout. He was somebody who was committed to following God, following his spirit, and searching for the Messiah looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It's a normal, everyday guy. He was living life. He was providing for his family. He was an old man, and he had been doing this for a long time. It says in verse 26 that it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Let me encourage you with this. Everyday obedience, everyday connection to God, is something that we should strive for. Because we may not be looking for the consolation of Israel for the first time, but we're absolutely looking for the consolation of Israel to come back and to make everything right, to have a Christmas season that never ends. That's what we're looking forward to. Verse 27 says, He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry him out for the custom of the law, then he took him into this arms. This is kind of weird. Like you have this normal, everyday guy who's kind of older, but he's this sweet old man, and he's like, let me see this child. And then he has this incredible pronouncement, which think about it. Mary's been pondering all these things. Chapter 1, she goes, John the Baptist, Elizabeth, pondering all these things. Now she's here, pondering what's happening took him into his arms, blessed God, and said, Now, Lord, a man whose life has been filled with everyday obedience is now filled with eternal blessing, significant blessing. When we come to the church, when we see each other, when we're in our BFG, that should be something that is characterized by everyday obedience that turns into eternal blessing for one another. 
you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. His life's fulfilled. His purpose. How many people in our culture and and the jobs around us, the workplaces, the schools, all of these places are looking for purpose. And this is a guy who found it. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Guess what? Our eyes have seen salvation, which you prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles. You probably haven't put up your Christmas lights yet. They're probably still out. They're going to be out for a little bit longer. Uh, Depending on your habits in the early part, whether you're waiting for warmer weather to take them down or not, those lights are going to be up for a little bit longer. Enjoy that. Celebrate that. And remember, every time you see those Christmas lights, those are lights to the nations. They're lights to you and me. They're lights to others. That Jesus is not a baby born in a manger. He is a man risen from the cross, ascended to heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. Simeon got to see that. Man! And then it comes down to verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. I'm going to give a sidebar here real quick. All right? If you look up Asher... Anna's probably the most famous person that you know from the tribe of Asher, besides Asher himself. If you go through the Old Testament, it always talks about the tribe of Asher, and it might list some of the people in the census documents, but literally, Anna is the most prominent person. It's the only reference to the tribe of Asher in the New Testament until you get to Revelation chapter 6, when it talks about the the, the 144,000 who are sealed. This is the only reference, the most important, and it's a woman. That's scandalous in Scripture. What our culture is calling out for as far as equality and and for women and, and all of the things that they absolutely deserve as far as equality and personhood, the Bible was already giving that and more. And here's what's crazy. She was advanced in years. We've heard that in the Bible before. We heard it one chapter before this with Elizabeth. We heard this in the Old Testament with Sarah. Advanced in years, had lived with her husband seven years, and after her marriage, she was a widow to the age of 84. This is someone who was committed. She was a prophetess. She had been in the temple day in, day out for a long time. God was blessing her with a long life of obedience and following him. She was advanced in years. 84 years old. She never left the temple, serving day and night with fastings and prayers. Again, we're seeing this pattern of obedience. Obedience is a good thing. Obedience isn't saying, oh man, I have to give up all of these things. This is what she wanted. She strove after this. She wanted it. She loved it. She ate it up. She wanted to be with her BFG more. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This season is one of the best opportunities to talk to people about Jesus. There are soft hearts. There are soft minds. There are people that that are looking for hope in the new year. They're looking for maybe a change in life, things to get better, improvement, all of those things. Maybe we should take the example of Anna continuing to speak of him to all those who were looking to the redemption of Jerusalem. There might be people in your life that don't realize they're looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. In fact, I'm going to say it. There are people in your life that are, don't realize what they're looking for. And you've got it. Be ready to share. 
Be like Simeon. Be like Anna. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Lives filled with obedience so that you will be a light to the nations. So that you will be a light to that person looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Thank you so much for taking the time. I hope that this was a brief devotion for you as a busy person. God bless. <laughs>